Welcome to Scrollin', a podcast about the Elder Scrolls Online. I'm Ket. I'm Davius. This is episode 63. Uh, last week was PTS version 7.2.3, week 4. If you've forgotten, the name of this DLC is The Deadlands. Um, there's basically like three things, I think, that happened last week that's worth talking about. Two of them are for Nightblades. Um, so number one, Grim Focus is getting adjusted yet again. So if you remember uh, from week one of PTS, they changed it so that each stack that you get from Grim Focus gives you 1% damage done rather than the 2% crit- uh, critical damage and heals that it had that it currently has on live. So that was week one. Now on week four, instead of that, it's uh, 60 weapon and spell damage per stack instead of that 1% damage done. The dev comment said they they did that basically because they wanted those stacks to still give you somewhat of a healing benefit, um, whereas that that damage done wasn't giving you any of that. So that's if you have all five stacks, that's 300 weapon and spell damage, which seems pretty good. That's like Giuliano's Hunting's Rage. I thought it was interesting that, you know, I don't really play a Nightblade. I have a Nightblade, but it's my werewolf, so I don't think I've ever actually used the Nightblade part of that character. <laughs> yeah. But you had mentioned that uh, you kind of miss the really old version of this skill, and even with these changes, you kind of still miss the original version of it, which I wasn't aware of what it was. Well, the old version gave you Minor Berserk while active. Oh. So, uh, And it was, uh, it was back when Minor Berserk was not as common as it is now. But um, I think this is pretty good, though, when you have all five stacks basically having the equivalent of a Juliano's or Hunting's Rage five-piece bonus uh, until you fire off that that proc. Um, seems pretty good to me. Okay. And that's like, I think I did the math. It was like, if you have 5,000 weapon or spell damage, that's like 6% of that. Okay. Um, so that's pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. Is it, you think this is something that, is it like is this a nightblade skill that's used in PvP, PvE, everything? Yes, yes, all of the above, guaranteed. Uh, this is their primary burst attack. This is okay. where most of their damage comes from. So it's like their version of like blast bones or sub assault. Uh, so it's uh, you gain these stacks from your light attack weaves wh- while this ability is active, and then you get after you have five stacks, you can activate the ability again to fire this really massive burst attack. Isn't doesn't it fire it at least the the stamina version? Doesn't it like fire it like as an arrow or something like that? Yeah, both versions basically work the same way. I've been I've, I've I know I recognize the ability by being hit by it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you usually get that and an end cap uh, yeah. uh, around the same time, and then uh, then an execute of some kind. The other Nightblade change is uh, the malevolent offering ability, and this seems like a pretty good change. Um, so Malevolent Offering is like that uh, ability that is a heal over time, but it costs your health. That's the resource that it costs. Um, and right now on live, you can only um, target other people with it. You can't heal yourself with it. Um, so now it has an upfront Magicka cost of 3510 um, and then a residual health cost of 1080 over three seconds, uh, rather than just a health cost over eight seconds uh, as it is right now. Uh, you can also now target yourself with Malevolent Offering, um, uh, as well as allies. Uh, and then the, the Shrewd Offering morph will now rank up in cost reduction rather than healing done, uh, plus they reduce the base cost. Uh, and then the, the residual health cost, they shaved another second off of that. 
Uh, as a reference, uh, on my Magblade, uh, the tooltip, the heals per second is around 2k uh, for 8 seconds. So the devs say this has just been a severely underutilized ability. They wanted to make it less penalizing and more uh, appealing so that hopefully more people will use it. Um, I doubt it makes it onto my bars, but it does seem like at least an option. If you want another healing uh, ability, that's you know that health cost is basically 360 per second for three seconds. That's really negligible and will be way more than negated by the actual healing that it's giving you, you know. It's still it's it's odd that they still I guess because that's just what it the ability was but the fact that it still has a health cost but it's healing you at the same time it seems weird to me that they left that <laughs> maybe that they had to leave that on there to make the numbers match up or something yeah I don't know it seems like a really good change I might have to play around with that and and see for for another like two k heals per second seems pretty good eight second duration so. That would stack fairly well with like um, radiating regen or rapid regen, either one. Plus the the healing cloak uh, buff that they gave the last recording we made. Yeah, that's they're they're getting away from. We've kind of talked about this in several episodes. They're getting kind of away from the you know every time you see a nightblade, their stealth gank, and now they're kind of this healing tankier nightblade is kind of coming becoming more and more of a thing. The Brawler Nightblade. The Brawler Blade. They haven't given up on this concept of the Brawler Blade. And they're out there right now. I mean, any Brawler Blades that I see out there, they're not getting a ton of kills, but they are super duper tanky and difficult to kill. Yeah, I've definitely seen some tanky ones that that can heal up fast, even if you do kind of get a jump on them. And their healing numbers at the end of the match. Some Nightblades can do some pretty crazy heals. Yeah, we've seen some... We've seen some really impressive Magblade healers before. <laughs> really, not so much lately, but there was a period of time when there were we were seeing there was like yeah. a couple of, of uh, like Khajiit Magblade healers that were getting insane, like two millions or more, you know, per match. It shouldn't happen. I was getting offended by that. <laughs> getting out healed by Magblades. Yeah, <laughs> it seemed like a other a whole other time, like for BGs. You know, it was like Gosh. another era. I can't even remember the meta of that time. I think that was around like the dizzy swing uh, back when it still knocked you up in the air and like the dot meta and all that. I think it was around that time. So those are the couple of uh, Nightblade changes. And then uh, Plague Break basically got nerfed, kind of got the Dark Convergence treatment. Um, So now it has a two second delay before it starts dealing damage. Uh, And then the, the damage over time ticks every two seconds instead of every second. Um, they increase the damage per tick by about 82%. Uh, but since it's, it's every two seconds instead of every one second, that's actually like a 18%, uh, damage loss overall. And then if you cleanse it, um, that explosion is going to deal 52% less damage than it does now as well. Um, but the scaling, like if there's, uh, multiple targets that it hits, the scaling is now 50% per target instead of 10%. So that's kind of the dark convergence treatment right yeah. there. This change makes so much sense. Cause it, it, like you said, it really is that dark convergence treatment, uh, which I, I'm a fan of this one. Never really, you know, we've talked about this one. This one never really was near as bad as dark convergence, but maybe they were seeing with the nerf to dark convergence, everybody was switching over to this one. And I'm I'm happy that this is getting that treatment as well. With with both this set and Dark Convergence, I think 
they were implemented with the idea in place to take out massive groups uh, in Imperial City and Cyrodiil, and they were highly, highly taken advantage of in BGs, and it was just, they became just take out single players. You didn't really, you could take out groups easily, sure, but they would also, they were so overpowered, they'd take out single players. So I'm really happy that they kind of gone back to the drawing board on these and they, I think they're still really good at taking out a large groups. You know, if you're going against 10 people at Imperial City or Cyrodiil, I think this is still going to be a really effective set. But I'm going to, I'm happily going to see these types of sets kind of fade away in BGs. Yeah, I agree that these changes here, you know, there there is a like a cutoff point. I think it's like six players if you're hitting that many targets or more, then this actually is a buff. Uh, otherwise, yeah. it's a nerf. And I think that... That seems pretty good, uh, and it, it it takes it out of BGs, but makes it still useful in like we were talking about in Cyrodiil. Think about like a a siege when everyone's like breaking down the yeah. door. There's like I mean twenty players piled yep. on top of each other right there. This set and Dark Convergence both are still going to be super useful in that situation. It would actually seeing one of these sets in those situations would be pretty terrifying because I'm I imagine. And like when the like it like you said a siege where everybody swarmed on that banner that's probably just going to be a just a wipe across the board with all the other visual effects that are going on you know you're like waist deep in all sorts of AOE so you can't tell one thing from another you can hardly even see your character like you're definitely going to get some kills off of off of a situation like that if you're using these sets so I think they still are usable but they're only usable in those situations which is the entire point to begin yeah. with. Yeah, these should have never had a place in Battlegrounds, and they took over Battlegrounds. Not so much this one. This one, I feel like, gets a bad rap just because it's the, it's like the the stepbrother of Dark Convergence. <laughs> yeah, this one. Yeah, I agree with you there. This particular set, I I never really saw it. I think I've I've seen it on a handful of death recaps, but I never really felt like this one was a major problem. Um, but. Anytime a proc set gets nerfed, I'm not going to complain yeah. too much. And, and like I said, they might have made this change because with the change to Dark Convergence, and if this one would have stayed original, I bet this one would have massively seen an uptick in use, and maybe they just kind of. Yeah. And ahead. they love their uh, they love their standards too. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stacks and standards. Stacks and standards. There's the. <laughs> hold on, I got to pull up my note. The notepad. Uh, write it down. I should start keeping score. I'm pretty sure like 90% of our episode titles are you come up with them. Just something blurts out. It's like almost all you. I've done a handful, but you get those uh, those one-liners. You know, like a one-liner so factory. about those one-liners. That's really... Did, did you notice anything else from week four that was worth talking about? A couple no. of night blade changes and plague break? No. I mean... Let's be honest, PTS, they're not uh, they're not throwing a lot of us, you know. It's kind of like, you you know, you make the joke that they've got this new thing where they get it on that first week. They've got to figure it out. Yeah, I mean, that's good, you know. Uh, I think that's really, that shows a good good sign. I've, I've said before, I think this, um, this development team has really matured, and I feel like they do have a, a good sense of direction. They have a, a good idea of what they want. Um, there's some missteps here and there like dark convergence, you know, but they, they recognize the issue. They're going to do something about it. And I have a lot more faith in this team than maybe I have at times in the past. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with that. I mean, both 
from kind of when this this meta came into place and it, and it's not great at this moment but even when this meta started taking place they already had communication about they recognized the issues they're making changes they're not you know so it, it even from the beginning we were kind of like oh well we just kind of have to hang out a little bit and they're going to get this fixed when it came to dark convergence rothgar's chill and even this plague break they jumped ahead of that before it possibly could have become an issue so uh yeah mm-hmm. i 100 percent have a lot more confidence just that uh they even when little slip-ups happen they're they're communicating and, and making changes and uh i think rothgar's chill was a was a live change which was pretty wild so yeah yeah that was that came through a, a maintenance patch and you know we just haven't been seeing these wild swings that we kind of were complaining about so much in years past you know where like one patch they'll buff certain things and then the next patch they'll nerf them like way more than they buffed them for to begin with you know you always got to go back i mean obviously we're biased but you always got to go back to that original stoons yeah the old stoons or um the dot meta is always the one that i think of you know when uh they they buffed dots way way too much and then when we all complained about it they're like all right all right we'll we'll nerf them they made them weaker than they even were before they were buffed (laughs) you know disappeared uh and there were there were a lot of examples especially around that time i think where it's like it just seemed so directionless and we were just kind of getting whiplash and i haven't felt that way in a long time i feel like they they kind of have known where they're going for a while now and it's pretty cool yeah yeah i 100 percent agree with that um so this week is week five of pts 7.2.4 really not a thing oh, not boy. a single thing we to searched. talk about there was nothing we yeah we skimmed through it several times and it's just it's a lot of just minor tweaks adjustments fixes um, and this is the fi- that's the final week we're in the final week uh, probably wouldn't expect anything to change from here it's been a pretty smooth PTS cycle really you know yeah. like you said they kind of they kind of get close in the ballpark on on where they want on week one and you know week this time it was kind of weeks two and three and four they kind of made some minor adjustments in there but they were all pretty reasonable nothing nothing major uh <laughs> i still think it's funny that this whole pts has just pretty much been the reset on dark convergence, convergence nerf. And this shell. is the dark <laughs> this is the dark convergence nerf yeah. uh patch is what yeah. this is the whole pts really... dedicated to nerf and dark convergence and and rothgar's chill that one that one was really bad too they just jumped on that one quickly that didn't really yeah. that wasn't on pts that was like we said live but Let's uh let's go ahead and talk about these uh the top things we're looking forward to here. So with uh with this being the final week of PTS, uh the the DLC, I think next week is like a dead week where there nothing happens at all and then the week after that it, re- it releases on P- uh on PC. Um so I thought th- this will be the last episode we do until it goes live. So we can uh I thought we could talk about the things that we're looking forward to the most in this upcoming update, update 32. Uh, aka the deadlands dlc um number one the dark conversions dark conversions nerf i mean Uh, yeah that's any i think any person playing pvp at least in battlegrounds it's got to be the number one thing that that they're looking forward to we're gonna have our characters back have our movement back for a little bit i mean yeah and just see some different animations for a change i'm (laughs) actually excited about how much change that even this pts has have because you know we did a couple matches 
and you could already tell the players are like moving on from it. Like they know the nerf yeah. is coming, so they've just players have already kind of stopped using it. I mean, yep. we did a couple of matches, and it's still unnerfed right now. And we did. I mean, I think we saw it once. We saw one player that started using it, but I mean, that's it was kind of it caught us off guard. They equipped it mid match, I yeah. think, because we hadn't seen it up to that point. Uh, yeah, totally. I, I think you're right. I think a lot of people have caught wind that this nerf is coming, so they're just kind of getting out ahead of it. Uh, I think a lot of people too have just kind of had their fun and they're just bored of it by now, and they're just they're just trying other things. Because uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, we did those couple of matches uh, last night. I did a couple more today, um, and I've seen it a little bit here and there, but not that much. Um, and really. Like that, if I encounter it now and then, I don't mind it so much, you know, but when when multiple people are using it, it's just it's so intolerable. At some point, just for fun, we're going to have to come up with a list of like top 10 most hated sets of all time, like in the uh, heyday. Number one. Now, that's a great idea, actually, for a topic. You're right. I'm going to write that down. We got to we got to do that sometime. I'm most. I'm, Top to hated sets where, of all where time. Dark convergence would, would number would, one by a landslide. You think Gotta so? be. Gosh, yeah. I don't know. I'd have to think about it before I set it at one, but it, it's definitely going to be scrolling top podcast three. at gmail.com. What's the <laughs> what's the PVP set that you've hated the most, the most at any point in the past? That would be that'd be a lot of fun coming up with that list. Yeah. Like in their heyday too, not just just how they are, but like when they were in their heyday. Gosh, probably number one and two would be from that one patch for <laughs> Rothgar's Rothgar's Chill, Chill. Dark Convergence. Yep, one and two, right there. Oh, <laughs> I'll tell you another one that might make the list that I've been encountering uh, is uh, that uh, Imperial City set. I think that when you break CC, it automatically Ugh. fears everyone around you. That one is getting uh, and it has a it has a low cooldown. I think it has like a ten second cooldown, or maybe even less than that. Actually, it might be like a six or seven second. I'd have to look it up. But, um, man, someone was getting me with that like every single time the other day. We got to we gotta do that list sometime. That'd be a lot of fun. I wrote it down. Maybe, maybe the next episode. That's a good idea. Um, and, yeah, we need, we need uh, listener feedback for that one. For Top sure. hated yeah, sets of all in. time. Scrollingpodcast at gmail.com. Um. I bet like Viper Sting from like back in the day might be one because that was like the original proc meta. That yeah. was that was a very there's um, a couple ones that stand out to me. Like I I don't think it was like it wasn't a proc set, so it's not like I don't know. I don't think it was like cheesy, but I always hated New Moon just because 99 percent of players had that set in Battleground, so I was just tired of seeing it. I agree with you that I was just kind of tired of that being the popular set, but I don't really despise. I feel I feel like that set's actually a very very fair set. After that they nerfed, I don't it. have. After they nerfed it, it's fair. But it's still at the end of the day, it was a it was always ever just a stat set. You know, you have to know what to do with those stats. It's true. It's true. But it was very obvious. The uh, another good one would be the um, the gap closer set. Oh yeah, unleash terror. Unleash terror. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a fun list. We gotta yeah. do that list sometime. That'd be a lot We'll of fun. do it. Um so Dark Convergence Nerf is the thing we're looking forward to the <laughs> most. Um the second thing I'm looking forward to the most uh is the curated set drops, man. This is a man, this is gonna be a big, big deal. And there, I think we're gonna like take this thing for granted. Like after two weeks of having yeah. this thing, we're gonna forget that it we, ever yeah. wasn't in the game, you know. 
Um, it's going to be so, so nice. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and get Burning Spellweave. I don't even know if I want to use it anymore, but I'm, I'm going to get that staff anyway. Yeah, just so it's I easy have to it. get now. May as well. Um, I've been planning to get Medusa, but I don't know. I've been reading some uh, conversations on the forums and stuff, and I think actually with, with this set hybridization stuff and everything, I think Medusa may no longer be the preferred set for Magicka builds. I think a lot of Magicka builds are going to be switching to Zogvin's Warband, which is a typically a stamina set, but I think we just have to get that way of thinking out of our minds now. Yeah. Uh, because uh, these Zogvin will be absolutely uh, a set that will give you both Magicka and stamina-based offensive stats. It gives you two lines of crit, a line of penetration, uh, and then the five piece, when you deal critical damage, you gain a stack of precision, which increases your uh, crit rating by 177 for five seconds. Uh, and you can have up to 10 stacks. So that's 8% uh, additional uh, crit rate, uh, which is a lot. The other thing, too, is when you have all 10 stacks, you, you also get that minor force, which is what makes Medusa so enticing. Because Medusa, Ooh, the five piece, gives you 892 uh, critical rating and minor force at all times. But that 892 critical comes out to about 4% extra crit rate. And Zogvin, getting those 10 stacks, you just get those stacks from dealing critical damage. So you have a couple of dots running. You're going to get those stacks very, very easily. And then you're going to you're gonna have them permanently. Um I'm I, I'm talking about this in a, as a for a PVE build, sure. by the way, like boss fights. But yeah, I mean, going back to this, the curated set drops. This is huge. I mean, I don't know about you. I've I've actually got like a list of items that I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go and farm these up. They're gonna be easy to get now. Knock and, and even like you said, not sure if I'll use them, but just to go ahead and get them because they're gonna be yeah. easier to get now. And now once you have I a get sticker them, book, get the sticker book and transmute them. Mm-hmm. It's going to be nice. I mean, you know, we had talked about this, but just pretty much any arena weapon. Uh, go go run arenas, because if you're missing one that you don't have, it's, all, yeah. it's guaranteed now. May as well just get them for the sticker book and then just yep. trash them or if you want to, and you can always just reconstruct it later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, you know, they've just been placing these nice little uh, quality of life things, patch after patch after patch, and they're all kind of combining together to make this real smooth experience as far as farming for gear. And it really makes the the prospect of doing farm, like doing farm runs and stuff like that not seem so daunting, you know? So like I might even actually kind of look forward to it. Like, oh, I'm going to farm this dungeon. I haven't done this dungeon in a long time. That might actually be fun knowing that I'm not going to have to do it infinity times, <laughs> yeah, you know? Seriously. Uh Mr. Moon says, I wonder how this will affect dungeon queues after most folks get all their farm wishes. Now, I don't know. That's a good point. I wonder if uh, queues might last longer if people are farming less. I bet it'll be okay. The, the daily the daily dungeon grind, I feel like, is a is one of the major, uh, and the Undaunted. Those kind of get the, the dungeon yeah. queues going. I think you're right. I think... I think that dungeon queue is always going to have people in it. I think most players are PvE people, and yeah, I think you're probably right about that. I, I do think you make a great point, though, that it, it's kind of funny to think about that you're probably right. I bet a month from now we'll kind of just take this for granted and just think it was just in place since the beginning. Uh, it's funny to look back on certain things and think like that. I mean, that's how I am with transmuting. I just I just yeah. take it for granted now. Jewelry, jewelry crafting, too. Jewelry crafting is the big one for me. It's like I, 
I remember when there was no jewelry crafting, but it's like I can't actually remember specifically playing where. Hey, do you remember before jewelry crafting? Do you remember um, arcane, healthy, and robust were the only jewelry traits? Yeah, that was all you had. And yeah. you had to choose. You know, it was like, well, I've got to have this set so I can get the jewelry pieces. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like the, I mean, yeah, it, that totally changed the game when it came to to crafting and how you piece your sets together. Uh, next thing I'm looking forward to this next patch is just my magic and necromancer, like I, I talked about on the last episode. I just I'm looking forward to that that debuff support build. I think that's going to be really yeah. fun. Just anything that any any characters that use the charge trait. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well, and that that new um, Ken Marcher set too. Uh, like I talked about last time. Yeah, uh, I think that's just going to be perfect. That's going to make your despair build, your 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 macro build, really in good shape. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to playing with melee characters again in <laughs> Battlegrounds. That's going to be nice. <laughs> oh, don't have to have ranged. Yep, that's going to be great. With the the Dark Convergence nerfs and I guess Plague Break as well. Uh, I think it's going to feel a little bit better to get in there in, in close range or a lot of it better, actually. Um, I'm hoping to see some uh, players returning as well once the meta is maybe hopefully fixed we'll see some of those familiar names that we yeah. have stopped seeing lately i mean i'm telling you we played last night davius i played a little bit more today i have not seen a, a lot of those names that you always see yeah. they're, they're still not around you know it's sad i do think there's real potential for it though because like we said i think the meta is going to be uh you know we'll i might sound like a fool and on, on next episode when the proc crits are driving everybody insane but (laughs) for the (laughs) most part it seems like the meta is going to be in good shape and we're going to have deathmatch cues going at the same time so it seems like it's really shaping up to be a good time for battlegrounds i'm wary of the (laughs) the crit on proc sets but i'm willing to give it a chance and let's what we can see they're keeping their eye on it don't you yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, that I, I take a lot of solace in. That. They got their eye on it. <laughs> uh, and then the last thing on my list of things I'm looking forward to the actual DLC the content. Actual DLC, uh, the actual new content. What is I that, really am uh, looking forward seven to seven on it. your list. <laughs> yeah, I really am looking forward to it. I always look forward to the the Q4 DLC and uh, exploring that new zone and stuff. Like like we said before, they always seem to do really well in that department in Q4. So it will be fun. I'm interested to see how much this new zone is populated, like, down the road. Uh, just because, you know, you talk about Southern Elseworlds are always your favorite, and I do. That's a great zone just because it's great to run around. It's designed very well. Even Northern Elsewhere, was, it's a really cool zone to go back. It just The landscaping's really cool. I'm interested to see how this one is, like, several expansions down the road because... And I haven't seen. I haven't looked at. It, I, don't, I haven't logged on to PTS to look at it. But it seems like the whole design is to make this place uncomfortable. So is this yeah. going to be like a place that people go back and, and hang out in, or is this just going to be just a ghost town down the road? I'm interested to see what happens there. Yeah, I kind of feel like once I have completed the zone and done everything, I doubt this is one that I'm just going to go chill out in. You know, just to pass the time. Yeah. Because um, I, I logged in uh, to the PTS and ran around in this zone, and it's. You know, it's dark and scary and, you know, not – it's cool. It's 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 neat, you know, but it's not pretty and it's not, like, inviting and, you know, compared to, like, su- say, like, Somerset, 
with like yeah. all this cool music and bright and colorful and it like wants you to be there. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you're kind of right. I think after uh, some time has passed, I think this might be one that not a ton of people hang out in just because that environment just doesn't seem super inviting. Um, I did want to talk a little bit about though uh, those uh, wandering executioner bosses. I did encounter one of those and that was pretty interesting. Um, so they have... Uh, like a set path that they're just always roaming around on um, and you can encounter them at any point on that path and fight them anywhere. Um, so it's not, I think I said before, I, I was expecting it to be kind of like how the dragons work, but it's not like that. The dragons have designated spots where they drop, but these dudes, it can be anywhere along their path, which is around the entire zone. Um, not soloable, at least not by me. Oh, they look cool. That's actually I I do like that idea because it really kind of brings back uh I'm going way back here. This is like the nostalgia episode here. I'm going way back before One Tamriel, but one of the things that was real cool before One Tamriel and I have very I started around One Tamriel, so it was very brief, but uh I'm you know, I've always heard you say stories about it of that sense that was kind of lost where you'd run through a zone that was higher level than you. And you yeah. have kind of that fear of, of as you're running around the zone, it was kind of dangerous. Uh, yes. And I feel like that these executioners might bring that back a little bit for this zone, where if you're just running around by yourself and you run into one of these guys and there's nobody there to help you, there's going to be kind of a danger to kind of running around this zone. That's kind of neat. I kind of like that. Yeah. Idea. And it's like a whole other level. Like you might even be at a point where like you've soloed some world bosses, you know, you're, you're a tough guy. And then uh, you encounter one of these dudes and it's, you know, you're not quite there yet. I am looking forward to the new, uh, I'm going to call it dressing room because I can't remember the name of it, but. Oh yeah, the armory system. I'm actually looking forward to the armory system. And, you know, as we, we yeah. mentioned, I'm looking forward to a little bit more than you are, but I'm, I'm actually yeah, pretty so. excited about that. Yeah, I don't, I'm not super excited about it, but it's cool that it's being added. I'm I'm happy for the people that will be benefiting from it. Well, and 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 with it getting into the game, it might it might get to a point where you do use it. You know, now that it's in the game, yeah. they might expand on it. So yeah, they could tweak it for sure. It could happen. I want to hear about. So you've been kind of teasing me oh, with yeah. some, some. I got some stuff. So apparently, you have some character overhauls that you've been doing that I, I have no idea about. So uh, lay it on me, man. What's been this going is, on? This has been, you know. This has been tricky not telling you because usually when we make a change, we'll tell each other like that day. But I yeah. knew this would be good. We got to capture this live here. Got to get a genuine reaction. Genuine now the pressure's on. And the, the, <laughs> the scrolling genuine reaction. <laughs> I'm going to start uh, practicing my genuine reaction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got two characters completely. 100% overhauled, new names, changed the builds. You've changed, changed names? Changed names, changed builds, changed the look, everything. Wow. I mean, it's a full overhaul. So I'll, I'll, I'll mention the two characters that I got rid of. It was the, the Bear Clan is no more. Broke them up. There is no Bear Clan? There's no Bear Clan. Now, Bear Claw, of course, I still have Bear Claw. He's the true bear. He's the true bear dude right there. Okay. I think I can... I think I can live with that as yep. long as there's as long as Bear Claw is still around. Yeah, Bear Claw, he's perfect. Always loved him. I used to have a a stamina necromancer Bear Skull the Nord, and then I used, my Stam Sork was Bear Tooth the Nord. Uh, okay, 
Okay. New names for both of them. So I'm going to talk about my Necromancer first. I'm actually more excited about my Stamp Sword, but I'm going to talk about the Necromancer first. Build All up right. the build up there. So <laughs> my Stamp Necro, as you know, has been on the shelf for quite some time. Yeah, he's just been collecting dust. Yeah, and uh, he really, you know, I had a build on him, but it was basically just Lord of Nords 2.0, and I enjoyed Lord of Nords more, so I just never played with him. Yeah. So, uh. So, you know, this is based on your recommendation. I was kind of talking to you and your, your Stam Crow, uh, you have a bow build on him and you've really liked it and it's worked really well. And we kind of joked that I don't have a ranged build. And so that'd be a great character to go with. So I went full Davius on this build here. Uh, <laughs> my, my new Stamina Necromancer, his new name is Chief of Grief. Okay, perfect. That's Chief a great name. Chief of Grief. Uh-huh. Uh the build is five piece defiler, five piece unfathomable darkness, two oh. piece maw of the infernal, uh, and then a Vatishran two hand on the back bar. So that's three summon sets right there. So we got All three right. sets that are summoning. Uh I'm using the skeleton archer. I have blast bones and intensive mender. So it's all, you know, it's it's a full Davius build here. It is summoning all of the things. It's kind of like you did something similar to that with Bear Claw yes. before, where you're just getting as many yeah. things running around as it's you can. It's the whole point of this thing. It's just get as many things up. But the Necromancer was nice because they have they kind of already have that in their skill set. Now, I will say, uh, I've put the build together and I have it on. I might... I'm still, I haven't done a whole lot of testing yet, so I might swap Defiler out for Bone Pirate. I know you might be in favor of that. You love Bone mm-hmm, Pirate right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really makes the stats look really good. Um, Once you put it on, it's hard to oof, take it off. Exactly. But the fact that Defiler's just one more thing popping up and getting in the way. I haven't decided on Defiler or Bone Pirate, but I do. Uh, I have run around and just kind of tested the build, and it is pretty awesome because. It really is just like a tornado of all of this stuff just popping up everywhere. Um, and it's, and it you know, it's a bow build. He's at range and uh, he's, you know, he's got the speed that a bow build has. He's in all uh, medium armor. So it's, it's pretty neat to see him run around and. Vokro is fun. I really, really like Vokro. Yeah. I've talked about mine quite a bit. Like I said, you know, Defiler Bone Pirate. With Defiler, he's got 25k stamina, which is pretty low. Bone Pirate jumps that up to 30k, which is a pretty nice place to be. Are you using Dubious in both yep. cases? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then the recovery with Defiler is 1700, and where Bone Pirate jumps that up to, to over 2000. So mm-hmm. you're right. That Bone Pirate, when you throw it on a build, it sure makes those stats look well, good. Especially in a build like that where you're in medium armor, it's a bow build, like mm-hmm. speed is the thing. And you tend, or I at least, tend to use a lot of stamina on builds like that. Yeah. And Bone Pirate's just really nice for that reason. Yeah. Now, I will say, because I do have that Necro armor buff that makes those summons, you know, your Blast Bones, that like really takes a lot of the cost away. And on this one, I'm using every one of those Necromancer summons, you know, Skeleton Archer, Blast Bones, Intensive Mender. So that plus, if you uh, if you wait until they die to resummon yep. them, I think the cost is like cut in half, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. And so the cost on those is actually not bad. Um, but the other thing, like I said, the other thing about Bone Pirate is just getting your stamina up that high. It really kind of just makes everything hit a little bit harder. So 
Yeah. Um, I like the idea of Defiler. I'm sure after some testing, Bone Pirate will probably be the one to stick. It's still a whole lot of stuff, even with Bone Pirate on there. So, um, well, Chief of Grief. I'm pretty happy about that one. Nice. What's the What's the other overhaul? Now, the oh, other uh, overhaul. Oh, you already said it was your your Stam Sork. It's the Stam Sork. Now Bear this tooth, one no longer. This yeah, no longer Bear Tooth the Nord. Uh, this one is exciting just because I like this name even better than Chief of Grief, and I'm pretty excited about Chief of Grief. But <laughs> uh, I like the new name. It also goes perfectly. With your stamina sork, so we really uh, can get a duo stam sork thing going here. <laughs> okay. It's going to be pretty good. So, my stam sork new name, Thane of Pain. Thane of Pain. Thane okay. of Pain. And Thane is like a Nord thing, right? Yeah. yeah. So okay. It's, it's kind of like a Thane is kind of like a uh, uh, really this is a really bad translation, but basically like a king, a leader, a chief. Uh, okay. So Thane of Pain. Thane of Pain. And for, for listeners, a reminder, my Stamsworks name is Tane, spelled like Wayne but with a T. It's from the Tim and Eric yeah. sketch. Uh, so, yeah, that's great. So that's we have perfect. Thane of Pain and Tane. Tane, Thane, Thane of Pain, Pain and Tane. Thane of Pain and Tane. I mean, come <laughs> that's on. That's another <laughs> title possibility. Hold on. <laughs> I mean, that's just pretty great right there. Thane, Thane of Pain. Oh. Apostrophe N Tane. <laughs> so I'm pretty excited about that one. Uh, this one has been on the shelf uh, a while now as well. Uh, so I'm excited to, to dust it off. Stam Sork's always great. Yeah. Um, I'm, I've left. It's still a Torque Sork, and I'm still rocking Briarheart. So you can, nice. you can exhale. That's nice. Um, but the big change that I've gone with is that I'm doing Sword Dancer now. That's the the 600 buff to dual wield. Set. That's my that's my Stam Sork build. Is that really? Is this yeah. your exact Sork build? I am doing the Vatishran two hander on the back bar. No, I do a Master Bow. Okay, on the back bar. The Vatishran two hander on the back bar is becoming like my Maelstrom resto for mag characters. Like I'm it's just good. throwing it. It works really well. Yeah, it's just a great it's just a great thing to have. Um, I'm testing this out, and like I said, this character is not tested uh, yet either. But I'm testing it out where Whirlwind is actually my spammable. Oh, okay. So, so I, not I'm, not using rapid strikes. Not using rapid strikes. Just testing out as Whirlwind as my spammable. I I like the idea of just kind of streaking in and just spinning a whole bunch, kind of streaking out and just kind of hitting everybody. Um, we'll see if, if that you gotta, sticks. If you, I mean, if you got a, a Dawnbreaker ready, I think that'll. I do. I do use that Dawnbreaker. Often works. Yeah. I, I do use Dawnbreaker. So I'm thinking. It'll just kind of streak around, hit a whole bunch of people. He's got the quick cloak, uh, plus streak, so he's super fast. He's in all medium. Um, so I, I'm pretty excited. This is the one I'm really excited to test out, obviously, because Stamina Sorcerer is a lot of fun. Uh, and especially, you know, when we go, we roll up a duo Stam Sorcerer, that it's always fun. But yeah, I'm going to test out the Whirlwind to see if that works as a spammable. Uh, I'm actually not even sure which morph I want to use yet because one of the whirlwind morphs is kind of designed to be a spammable, but like an AOE spammable, yeah. Yeah, but my thing with it is, is it 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 increases the range. I think it goes from six meters to nine meters, which is which is nice, uh, and it takes the cost down a little bit, but really not that much. But it doesn't up the damage or anything, and then there's no real extra ability other than the three meters. 
And the uh, the other morph, which makes it an execute, is just that's such a that's such it's a, a strong huge, execute. Yeah, it's such a huge bonus that I feel like that the the spammable version doesn't really make up for that with the uh, with the three meter range. So I'm gonna try the actual execute as the spam, but we'll see if it sticks. The steel um, tornado morph used to have that execute damage uh, back in the day. Back back when everyone when the the spin to win phrase was coined yeah uh that morph had the execute damage with with that with uh, the added range. range yeah i that wow yeah that would be that's probably too good i i just wish that it would uh it could take the execute damage away but maybe bump the ability damage up or something i just feel like that i can't pick that steel tornado that three meters range is just not near as good as is it dealing the same damage with no execute yeah. um but I'm gonna try that out. It's a pretty, it's a little pricey, but uh, I just think that would be really fun. There's just old Thane of Pain's just gonna run around spinning and going nuts on people. Um, yeah, that's a good combo. Briarheart with uh, Sword Dancer. I like that on mine a lot. Which I, I use the Rapid Strike spammable and then just uh, Whirling Blades for my execute. It works yeah. pretty good. Well, and the Rapid Strikes works out for you too because you have the Master Bow. Whereas me with the Vatistran two hander on the back bar, uh, it's kind of more AOE focused. Yeah. Um, a lot of stamps works these days are using that crystal weapon for their spammable, but I haven't switched over to that. I still really like rapid strikes. It deals a ton of damage with that, that gear setup. I actually, tr- I, I tried that, that new ability and uh, it was okay. I, it's, I'm not crazy about it, but that, that was just kind of me. It, I think it's really good. It's just not really my style on a spammable. It's good. I see it on death recaps all the time, but yeah, yeah. I, uh, I just kind of, I like my stamps work. He's he's been locked in a long time, and I just kind of like him how he is. We gotta. We I got mine ready now. The torque sorks can go back at it. Mm-hmm. Oh Ta- yeah, man. Tain and Thane and Pain. The <laughs> we've we've gone on at length before about how the the torque of tonal constancy just belongs on a stamp sork. It's just like you yes. got you have to you like you have to put it on your stamp sork. Yeah. Now that is a that is one unique thing too is that with the Vatistran two hander. I'm actually using Rally for my uh, damage buff instead of the the built-in Sork one. Oh, instead of uh, Critical Surge. Yep. Yep. Mm. But, I mean, on the Torque Sork, it's pretty much a wash. They both are good heals. uh, And so they're both Rally and Critical Surge, both good heals, different way of healing. But uh, one costs Stamina, one costs Magicka. With Dark Deal and the Torque, who cares? <laughs> yeah. It <laughs> doesn't matter. It's all a wash. Um, yeah. I, I, quite a few stamps works forego critical surge. I know that's that's kind of an optional ability. For my stamps work, I think it's not optional. I feel like I, I have to have it, but I think you're not like super unusual there for not using it. Yeah. But yeah, that's cool, that, man. That's the two. I think I'm. Uh, I think I'm more surprised about you changing the names than anything else. <laughs> that's what threw you that's, off. That's the, the big surprise. Uh, uh, the builds sound cool. They sound like yeah, they definitely are Davius builds, hundred percent. The the the, the Sork's a pretty standard build. The old Chief of Grief's just a total Davius build. That well, that thing yeah could go into battlegrounds and do horrible. It's just going to be. If anything, it's just going to be people going, "What the heck am I looking at?" Well, it's kind of like. Um, Back when you had Bear Claw set up yeah. a similar way, we uh, made the comment that it's kind of a form of support, you know, like just kind of creating that chaos and making yeah. it difficult for enemies to just know what's going on. Yeah, there's a lot There's a lot going on. It, it makes the team look a lot bigger than it actually is, that's for sure. 
That'll be cool. Maybe after we're done recording, we can... Do you already have that build put together and everything? I already got both of them put together, ready nice. to go. Maybe after we're done recording, I might want to see that dude in action. I'm equally excited just to show you the new looks of them. If I could yeah. only show pictures in the podcast, that would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll throw some pictures at the Discord or something. Yeah, yeah there you go. Um, well, like I said, I've hardly been playing at all. Um, I've been kind of focused on uh, another video game, uh, Far Cry 6, which is really good. But um, I've been playing a little bit here and there. Um, the main character that I'm kind of focused in on right now is my mag crow despair which i can't really even do anything until the next patch hits but i've just been kind of playing with her and messing around with her just to kind of get ready um so the plan is um to use five pieces heartland conqueror five peaches five pieces of five peaches <laughs> <laughs> five um, peaches uh, five pieces of that new Ken Marcher set with a charged frost staff on the front bar a maelstrom resto on the back bar um, and I guess probably two pieces Earthgore monster set. I can't really think of a mythic item or another monster set that would be better than it. I feel like I feel like Earthgore is kind of a boring choice, so I don't, like I don't want to use it. But I at the same time, it seems like the most practical choice as far as all the other options out there. Yeah, it depends on if you want to go support or selfish. If you want to go selfish, that that mythic helmet would be. I mean, that's a that thing does beautiful stuff for stats. I've considered that, but I don't know. I think I will end up relying on block quite a bit on this character. I have that frost staff. That's true. Um, so, uh, and like, I don't know. I, I feel like I need that extra layer of healing there uh, as well. So that's probably the plan, unless I can think of something that's kind of more interesting than Earthgore. But Earthgore is always good. It's It's certainly a great set. Uh, and like I said, that extra layer of kind of emergency healing, uh, and it has a pretty decent cooldown. You know, it's 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 a good set. It's totally good. Yeah. Is that sorry? Going back to Ken Marcher, is that a uh, remind me? Is that an Overland set or is that? Uh, yeah, I think it's an Overland heavy set, so okay. it should be pretty easy to get a hold of. Probably after like a week or so, I'll be able to buy it at Guild Traders and. I'm kind of expecting it to be fairly cheap. Um, it doesn't seem like something a ton of people are going to be rushing to use, you know? I'm just to send you all my pieces. I can't wait till you get yeah. this build together. It's going to be... I just want to see it in action. Just see all of it just happening. PC, PCNA at Cat Sparrowhawk. Send me all your Ken Marcher <laughs> send pieces. Send all your Ken Marcher. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be... You know, it's not a set that gives like... It's not a damage set or anything like that. I feel like that's always the ones that people are kind of rushing to get yeah. and are willing to pay a lot of money for. It just seems like one. Well, I'm expecting it to be kind of cheap. Um, and even so, even if I have to farm it with this new set curation thing, it's going to be a breeze. Yeah, it'll be easy. And then um, right before we started recording, I just wanted to do a few more BGs just to just to kind of get in the in the mindset and. Uh, the the character that I'm I was just kind of my instincts told me to log in with was Sally Bad Sally my stamina Dragonite oh Bad and, Sally herself yeah nothing's changed with her still uh, Bone Pirate two pieces Bloodspawn two Trainee Malakath uh, the Maelstrom two hander and the Masters dual wield um, I think this is one of those builds kind of like Betsy has been for a really long time I think this build is just going to be like locked in for a really long time. Unless something major changes, I feel like this is just it. Uh, it. It lacks for nothing. 
This is still, I've said this about this character before, and it's still true. This is still my number one whisper generator. <laughs> uh, I haven't played in weeks, and I log in with this character today, play a couple of BGs, and I'm getting whispers from people. Uh, pleasant whispers. People just asking me what the build is sure. and saying GG and stuff. Uh, and I always love telling people what the build is because I feel like Bone Pirate and Bloodspawn is such a just kind of... I don't know, grandpa's PvP build, you know. Um, had this had this on for years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it just worked perfectly. And you've kind of explained about your Stam DK and mine and yours have this in common that they're surprisingly survivable with um with the combination of that dual wield quick cloak ability plus yeah. the the flappy wings, the the one that gives you snare immunity. It's just such a perfect combo, and it really kind of rounds out your defensiveness because uh, that Quick Cloak, not only does it give you your major expedition, but it also gives you major evasion. We've, we've talked a lot about the importance of that. Um, and then the Flappy Wings, it's giving you uh, 50% damage reduction against projectiles, which I really have no other answer to, to ranged attacks, and that's <laughs> actually fairly strong. Uh, plus it gives you that snare immunity, you know, along with the speed that you get from Quick Cloak. It's just a, a beautiful combo. They work together really, really nicely. I would love to see the Flappy Wings buffed. I wish they would do, you know, you, you look at that ability compared to the Warden's Shimmering Shield and you, you, you reminisce about the days when you actually had a reflect on your wings you know don't even don't even tease me about that just uh i would i would forget the reflect give me that uh heroism give me that major heroism on a dk oh man oh if it had the major heroism or Oof. even just um like 100 percent projectile absorption rather than the 50 percent reduction i would love it if i could just negate four projectiles or something like that per cast or whatever yeah that would be great but as it is, the the version that it is right now is what we have, and it, it works well for what it is, especially com- uh, uh, combined with uh, Quick Cloak. Um, the, yeah, like I said, this is just this build is going to be locked in for a really long time. I hadn't played with weeks. Uh, I haven't played in weeks. I logged in and played a couple of matches back to back. They both were uh, super fun, super successful matches right away. <laughs> How many kills you get? How many kills? Little Sally. Gets? Uh, I don't think it was like astronomical. I think the I think the best one I did was maybe like fourteen and three, something like that. It was pretty good. Uh, that's that's the Stam DK. That's really you know, like I said, I haven't been playing a lot. That's really all I've all I have going on right now uh, until this new patch drops. We gotta we gotta take advantage of this uh, deathmatch queue while we've got it. Once they clean this meta up a little bit, I'm excited. I. I really am looking forward to this DLC dropping. I should be wrapping up with Far Cry right about that time, and then I'm just going to be like, "All right, let's play some BGs." Now there's no more Dark Convergence. Let Let's get in there and uh, and do it. I think it's I think it's going to be a good time. I think it's funny, even on the BGs that we did last night. We'll hop in, and it'll say Deathmatch, and it's like, "Oh yes, Deathmatch." Oh wait a minute, <laughs> we've been so trained. All it does happen to me. Yeah, when that queue pops, like you just instinctively, "Oh, what mode that I get?" Oh, cool, Deathmatch. Oh, yeah. right, it's always Deathmatch now. It's always it's, death it happens match, yeah. every single time. I'm, I still haven't been like untrained from yeah. that. The adrenaline shot when you see it, you're like, "Oh yes." Oh wait, man, yeah. it's automatic. Yeah, it's nice. I do hope that the objective modes come back, but I. Rest assured, I th- there's no way we're not going to have a deathmatch option going forward. 
but I think we need those objective modes to come back as well, just so everybody can kind of have what they want. Yeah, I think down the road, and I'll be honest, it's going to take a long, 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 long time. But down the road, at some point, I'll probably miss those objectives. Just to do yeah. every now and then, just to kind of goof around. But I remember back before, back when there was just one queue... And you could you could do random or you could pick your specific mode. We always did deathmatch, but then mm-hmm. once in a while, yeah, we would queue up for a random, and it was fun because it did change things up, you yep. know. But then we'd have our fun, go back to deathmatch, and I enjoy I enjoy it like that for sure. Like I said, this is going to end up being a, a fairly short episode, but it's it's quality over quantity here on the Scrolling Podcast. Uh, emails and shoutouts. We have no emails this week, but if you'd like to email us, you can email us at scrollinpodcast at gmail.com. Ask us any questions you like, make a suggestion for the show, tell us a joke, say hello, uh, whatever you want, scrollinpodcast at gmail.com. Special shout out to Mr. Moon for hanging out during the recording here. I think he's on a, what, a two or three episode streak something like that so streak going uh thanks mr moon for uh being here for moral support and uh, making us feel like we're we're talking to someone besides ourselves (laughs) 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 we have a guild that is the best named (laughs) guild on pcna Uh, it's called stoons goons if you'd like to be a member shoot us an email at scrollingpodcast at gmail.com or you can hit us up in-game. I am at Kit Sparrowhawk. Davius is at Starjumper. Uh, and we'll get you into the best-named guild on PCNA. <laughs> I was thinking about this. I was listening <laughs> back to this. And you're you're getting, you know, you're, you're being positive, so I can't knock it. But it's so specific. And, you, you know, you're like the best-named, you know, it's getting a little... It's getting I don't know what specific. other claims I can make. You know, I don't... Best name guild, future to be just best guild. We're gonna drop that uh, name part. <laughs> I don't I'm not I don't want to make any claims like that. We're gonna know. farm you know, everybody's gonna be farming Kin Marcher. There's gonna be students all over the place farming up Kin Marchers. At this point, in my mind, the purpose of the guild is to give me uh an excuse <laughs> to say the words Stoons Goons Stoons, once every Goons. two weeks. I just need to be able to say it, uh, and I need an excuse to do it. And of course everybody's wearing their Stoons sets. Now I guess I, I should plug this from time to time. If anyone wants to take the reins on Stoons Goons and start like making it a real guild, hey, oh, we're, yeah. we're accepting get some, applications. Get some, runs, some theme nights, uh, for sure. Organize some events, send emails out to people. I'll give you full full rights uh, to to do whatever you you want there. Well, you know, within reason. I did say that, you know, I threw it out there one day. We should do the the character look, you know, the contest for the best looking character. Davius wants to have a contest that he will clearly win because he has (laughs) awesome fashion skills. Make it sound like I've got like some sort of insider trading code. Uh, yeah, that would be cool. Some PvP events. I mean, here's the thing. If we had, like, someone else running the guild and, like, scheduling these events, I would probably participate, you know? I just don't want, like, the pressure <laughs> of having to, like, do it <laughs> do it myself. Yeah. We just need to – probably, in all seriousness, we need to just set up where we just pick certain people to run one of – like, one part event. Like, you know, somebody uh-huh. can run dungeon run. Somebody can run a PvP night or somebody can run contests. Yeah, that's where we gotta get to. We'll get there someday. Someday, that's the goal. One of these episode, days, we'll take episode two thousand three hundred and forty. You're gonna wow. say Stoons Goons best skill. Wow. That's a lot of episodes, <laughs> man. You have a lot of faith in the scrolling podcast future. <laughs> 
All right, I think that's about all we have to talk about here. Anything else before we go? Uh, I think that's it. All right, thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time. We'll see you then.